Hello and welcome to another episode of Stories Told by Friends. I've been in this situation for many years of my life when I, ever since I was a child. And I would really like people to understand that this disease to please is a very bad idea and it's not a good thing to do. That's the voice of Dark Joseph Ravine, who joined me for a great conversation, a wide-ranging one for sure. My name is Dave Dirksen, I'm your host, and here's today's episode. Let's begin. Dark Joseph Ravine, welcome to Stories Told by Friends. It's wonderful to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Excellent. You are in Toronto, and how how are things going out there? I haven't been to Toronto in ages. Toronto is great. I love very much the city, and I love all that it has to offer, and it's great. All the people here are very friendly, and I enjoy getting to know people here, and you know, there's always opportunity every day in Toronto. Yeah, definitely. Are you from Toronto originally? I sure am. I was born and raised. I'm, I'm born and raised and I live in Saskatoon. And so you get a real depth of understanding of the place that you're living. So what are some of your favorite places in Toronto? You know, you know how I'm good at arcade games. Like I have a Guinness World Record and I enjoy that kind of stuff. I win tickets and I get prizes. And um, I, I like that stuff. I'm a big, huge fan of playing arcades. And What do you play and what is that experience like? You know, there's a lot of games here and there from different entertainment companies that I'm not really supposed to mention any of camera because they're trademarked. But I can tell you that, you know, usually I would say anything that's skill based is probably something I go more for because I feel like that's more your effort to getting jackpots. And when you stick more to those games, you have a better shot at being successful and winning more points. When you're in it, what's the experience like? It's very enjoyable and I, I always have a good time. And, you know, I feel like for me with, with playing arcades, it's all about intuition. Like, I just feel like, you know, my mind has that belief that I'm going to be successful. And I feel like I create the reality with my mind. That's cool. And do you play games in general? Like, do you like board games? Do you like no. those sorts of things? It's no, just only redemption arcade. Oh yeah. Yeah. So there's a real, a real specific, genre of of arcade games for you absolutely you drop that little uh, nugget that you have a world you had a guinness world record and so maybe you can explain some of that but i'll leave it up to you what whatever you'd like to say as an introduction go ahead yeah so uh the, the guinness world record that i did was a long serpentine line of redemption arcade tickets that dave and busters donated And um, at first we tried doing it in their parking lot, which didn't work out because of the wind. So we switched over to sports arena and we filled up a whole arena of tickets. Luckily it uh, hit the Guinness world record. It was very hard to do and it cost a lot of money just to do as well. But the cool thing about my Guinness world record is that the paper tickets of Dave and Buster's have been completely discontinued. So it would probably be very hard for someone to reattempt what I did. So I'm very happy about that, but you know, I don't mind if I would ever lose the record because I already had it for five years. I mean, and so how many tickets did you actually arrange? It was a total of 360,000. Wow. 
So those weren't those weren't tickets that you actually had to win on your own. Those were donated. Yeah, they were sponsored by the. I, I have a, I had over five million arcade tickets at the time, so that was partial of the five million. But yeah. you know, but when we had we had to work very quickly. It had to be completed in four hours. Oh, incredible! And fi- over five million tickets of your own that you had won. So did you redeem five million yeah. tickets? What does that even get you? All five million. I redeemed a lot of it. You know, I got like, uh, you know, Xboxes and Playstations and things like that. And I made, I did giveaways and made donations and I helped people. I'm very big with like giving and helping people and making lives better and trying to be the one to, you know, make a difference in someone else's life. You know, I've always been that way because that's why, you know, even as an influencer and a positive motivator, I've, I've always been about how can I change someone's life for the better? And I like to give that advice out to the general public. Yeah, fantastic. Sorry, I I took us down the avenue of the tickets. Uh, What what else would you like to say as a way of introducing yourself before we get into your stories? Of course, yeah. I would definitely love the world to know that I am a positive motivator. I'm an influencer. I have a major following on social media. And my intention is to provide happiness and kindness and to change the world for the better with, you know, helping people live different lives, erasing negativity from people's lives, helping people understand certain situations, understand things you know, kind of where they are in their life and where to take it to the next level. And so, you know, when you become famous and you become known for what you do, you really have to use your fame to help people. You know, you owe it to the world. So I'm trying to use my fame to help people and to make the world a better place with kindness and with positivity and anything that I have to offer. That's beautiful and reassuring and so much in keeping with the spirit of this show to make human connections that are authentic through their stories. So thank you for being here. Of course. So I don't know what story or stories you're going to tell. And that excites me because then I'm surprised and and intrigued just like the listener is when they're first hearing it. And so I'm just going to turn the mic over to you. Joseph, go ahead. The one important topic that I really, really wanted to discuss, especially with the intended audience, is the problem of having the disease to please, because it is something we do see quite often in the world. Everybody doing everything they can do, and whether they they like it or not, you do everything you can do because you want specific people to like you. And I want people to really understand that, you know, I've been in this situation for many years of my life when I, ever since I was a child, I had that disease to please as well. And I would really like to teach people to understand that this disease to please is a very bad idea and it's not a good thing to do. And I want people to understand that, you know, you can never, no matter what you do, you can never, ever make somebody like you or think differently of you. When it comes to people liking you or hating you, everybody naturally decides things from their heart. And it all has to come from natural interest. You know, a story that I have personally myself was when I was a child, there was a student, you know, it was about nine or 10, I think. And what happened was she was a popular person in the school and I really wanted her to be my friend. And I was doing everything I could to please her and make her my friend. And then one day she decided to hang around me 
And she kept telling me, I have to keep doing this for her and this for her and this for her and this for her. And, you know, I kept doing everything I could. And in the meantime, I was embarrassing myself in front of the school and in front of the students. And I was making myself hated and looked down upon and everybody thinking the worst of me. And, and she just kept making me look worse and worse and worse to the point where eventually she told me goodbye. And then in the end that she was just using me just to make me look dumb. And like a fool, I stuck around her because of, you know, people's popularity and everything like that. And so, you know, I really would want to tell people that, you know, you don't have to get used for certain people. You don't have to be taken advantage of in the worst way, especially children and teenagers, because this is something that they they're all about following the leader and about trying to be like everybody else and about wanting to be popular and wanting to copy everybody else. But, you know, they have to understand that it doesn't do much for anyone. You know, it's not going to change how people really feel about you. And, you know, I was always peer pressured to do things against my will and try to follow other people and everything like that. And I realized, what was the point? These weren't even real friends to begin with, you know? So the disease to please is something that many people have to work on and become better and understand that it's not a good path to take. You don't have to please anybody. If people like you, they'll like you the way you are. It's a much better feeling for you. And I do hope that people do understand what it means to let things happen naturally and to not feel peer pressured to act, you know, in any way that may cause them destruction in their life. Because even for me, I went through a heck of a lot of destruction with the disease to please. I actually, one time, there was a time there was a popular kid in high school who I was doing everything possible for him to like me and to the point where we had a fight and I eventually ended up getting suspended because he wasn't interested and he wanted me leaving him alone. And it didn't matter that I even tried investing money in him because, you know, he was popular and there were people that said, if he likes you, I like you too. If he hates you, I hate you too. But the reality is, is I didn't have to change for those people. I could have just found somebody else and just lived my life away from all these people. And I'm sure any kid that's struggling in life right now, even in elementary and in high school, I'm sure you could do the same thing and not have the disease to please and think that certain people are so important. Because at the end of the day, always remember to just be true to who you are and stay with the people who do like you and who do care about you and away from the people who don't. And so it is. Yeah. Recently, since you've been working to not be a pleaser, how has that affected your life? What do you do differently now? Well, what I do differently now is, you know, I only do my best to help and give. And I, I try to target more of the people who are interested in me and who come more to me, as opposed to me go after them. I feel like when people come more to you, it's more genuine interest. And when you have more of the genuine interest, that's more something to be proud of and be more open to because so many people reject the people who come to them and go to the people that don't want them. It's not a good idea to run after people. It's more a better idea to let people come to you. That's what my sister always used to tell me. And that's the kind of path that I live by. I've lived by it for quite a few years. And I can tell you that I, it has really changed my life for the better. Opportunities opened up have great friends today. I'm living a normal life, very happy in my life too. I don't have much to be sad or unhappy about, you know? And so that's how I feel my life really has changed since I stopped being such a pleaser. Yeah. And how has the 
uh, pandemic been for you and, and what, what impact has that had and how did you weather that? The pandemic definitely was a struggle for me as a person. And I definitely did not have it easy because of everything being closed and unable to go anywhere. And I, you know, really wanted to have fun and enjoy my life and everything like that. So it definitely was a struggle for me because I wasn't able to enjoy my life. But I do want to be honest about the pandemic. I don't believe that anything happens for the worst. I think everything happens for a reason and is always for the best. And I think the pandemic needed to happen to teach people a lesson to be better. Sometimes these things have to happen. And what was the lesson? I think the lesson was kindness comes a long way and rudeness causes destruction and treat people the way you want to be treated. So because more people chose to be negative than positive, maybe that's why the coronavirus came back to all of us. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. What are the things that you actually do to help the world to be a kinder, um, more respectful place? Well, sometimes, you know, I see people in my community and they might ask me, you know, what do I do? And I tell them that I'm all about helping people and, you know, I'm known in the public eye for what I do. And I try to give them advice on how to better their lives and how to change things around. Like, for example, if there's somebody that's making them unhappy in their life, I tell them, you know, maybe, you know, keep away from this person because it's just going to make your life worse or you know, people are struggling with friendships or in relationships in general, I would tell them you have to understand that friendships and relationships are all about compromise. You do for me, I do for you. You have to, you know, be willing to be open to compromise and the reality that not everything in life goes your way and nothing in life can ever be one-sided or my way or the highway. You can never act this way because then you'll never sustain a single friendship or relationship. You have to be open to giving and making sacrifices for others too. If you want others to make sacrifices for you as well, of course you should never expect, but you have to be willing to do good deeds if you want good things to return to you. Like I mentioned, your actions always have a way of coming back to you. And so, like even when I went at the arcade, I've done giveaways. Do I did one recently. I've always been like that kind of guy to really try to make things more enjoyable for people as well. Because the whole idea is I'm trying to offer everything possible in the area of kindness and enjoyment to make people happier and, and live a better life. When I go in that direction, you know, I feel like I'm making a difference that way. I know I'm not being very specific how, how I change lives, but my basic answer for how I change lives is to do it in every possible way that would make someone happier. So it's always on your mind. It's, it's the filter through which you view the world. Is that correct? Is that a Yeah, basically. Way? Yeah. Yeah. This is tremendous. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me about all of these thoughts that you have about how we can be better together and, and improve the world. If people want to be able to connect with you more, how would they be able to find you? www.darkjosephravine.com site. Or they can get in contact with my business, Kindness for Success by DJR.com. So that's how they can contact me. And, you know, I'm always here to help people and help you to, you know, try to make people's lives change for the better and 
remembering kindness. Right. The spirit that you bring uh, even to this interview, but also to your work is really inspiring. And it, I think, is reassuring because we hear a lot of bad news stories, you know, people out there doing things that are not very positive. And, and it's important for us to realize that there are many, many people doing good work to, to make the world better, kinder, uh, happier, more functional. I'm dedicated to doing that. Yeah, and it's it's been a really reassuring trend over the last number of years that people who do have large platforms are using them to uh, make a positive change or to be socially responsible. And so that's that's really wonderful as well. Uh, Dark Joseph Ravine, thank you so much for being with me, and and I look forward to following where your career goes and how your influence grows. So talk thank to you, you soon. So much. From arcade games to changing the world with kindness, I really enjoyed my conversation with Dark Joseph Ravine. I appreciated his reminder to be good to yourself and to let go of the need to please and to be liked. So, please hit the like button below. Or not. Thanks so much for listening, and remember that there are over 40 episodes in the collection. If you need help deciding which one to listen to next, check out the Season 1 Guide or Exploring the 2021 Collection. You could always just pick one at random as well. You can't go wrong. Take care, and I'll talk to you soon.